I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told. And this week in the cold, I really want to talk about music and its influence um, on creativity, on storytelling, at least for me, the way it influences me, because it's such a huge part of my creative process. I really um, think about music and I listen to music as I'm as I'm writing, and I sort of always imagine that um, that whatever it is that I'm writing has a soundtrack, you know, the way a movie does. Um, and I wonder, you know, aloud sort of to myself, and I, you know, and I play different songs, usually not while I'm writing. I have, I have a difficult time listening to music while I'm writing, um, unless it's very low and they're, um, and it's instrumental. You know, if, 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 if there are lyrics in a song, they tend to compete with the dialogue that I'm writing in my head or, um, the descriptions that I'm that I'm trying to conjure, but I most definitely um, on my morning walk. I go for a morning walk um, for an hour every day in order to sort of clear my head and juice myself creatively. And um, I often listen to music on that walk, and I I sort of use that as a time to really set a mood for myself and. You know, this is this has always been the case for me. I've I've really always used music and storytelling in conjunction, which is maybe not that unusual. I mean, I remember doing it as a little kid, even then, when I was sort of fantasizing about um, you know whatever stories that that were that were brewing in my head. I would um, I would go downstairs into my basement and. You know, it was a place that I could be alone and, and, um, and that, you know, nobody really went down there. And we had this stereo cabinet and I would put vinyl records on and, um, just sort of live in my fantasy world and not a lot has changed. And, you know, as I think about the music styles that I like, and I, I really do like a lot of different styles, but there are two, um, that have influenced me particularly. And um, that is sort of blues and country music. Those genres have really, really influenced um, my writing and in, and in kind of, I don't know, maybe slightly counterintuitive ways. I'm not, I'm not really sure if that's true though. And I, I, I think part of that is because um, those music genres have such a culture to them and have such a story vibe to them. Um, you, you can imagine exactly the kind of people who play that music and, and what their lives are like, you know, whether you're right or not, but I'm, I'm talking about sort of in a, in a, um, in, in kind of a, a, a well, you know, in a storied sense. Um, and, you know, I kind of came late to country music. Uh, we moved to rural Virginia, oh God, I don't know, 
17, 18 years ago. And since then, I've become a major country music fan. And while I'm not one of those people who loves anything written about a pickup truck and a pair of cowboy boots, I'm also not one of those purists who won't listen to any artist who emerged after hee-haw ended, you know? I mean, I love Zach Brown, and I think Carrie Underwood is just terrific, and, and her lyrics are just so fun. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, I'm not here to talk about my radical conversion to honky-tonk. Um, not much, anyway. <laughs> What I want to talk about are my roots in Sweet Home Chicago, because I think that's really where all of this started. Um, my love for noir certainly started in Chicago. Chicago is a noir city if there ever was one. You know, I was looking at a tweet um, this morning, actually, and someone, some rando, you know, treated everyone knows Gotham City as Chicago and not New York. And I think that is so true. I've always thought that's true. And... I think it's because, uh, you know, the, because of the blues, you know, it, it, Chicago has that story about it. I mean, they st the blues still manage to find an authentic home there and aren't treated as a cute nostalgia act. Um, I think the blues are to my hometown what the movies are to Hollywood. You know, Hollywood has glamour and the onus of excess, plus a healthy splash of nihilism. And while Chicago kind of lacks the, the luxury of its slick cousin, it makes up for it with a style that is built of grit, the faith of Job, and just cool. Violence and corruption are in that city's bones, but it's also resilient. I mean, Chicagoans are above all survivors, which is why I believe the blues continues to thrive there. Um, I mean, packing festivals and venues with tourists and locals alike. Even though this genre of music has long gone out of fashion in the actual music industry, and I think that's because the blues have managed to transcend their genre and because that music does create a story for its listeners, even, you know, people who would never go home and listen to it on their own stereos. Um, many who go to hear Melvin Taylor or Buddy Guy would never dream of putting them on their iPod. They go because when you step into a blues show, you step into another world. It's one of old school heroes and villains and rain-slicked alleys. And there's this sense of vogue that gives dignity to even the most down and out cast of characters. The blues have a distinctive sense of place and time. I mean, you won't find them in Bali or in California's wine country. The blues belong to the streets of big cities with mafias, crooked politicians, and vibrant African-American communities. 
and even its most modern artists and aficionados seem somehow to have stepped out of the past. Or perhaps more accurately, they were simply left behind. Forgotten, forlorn, foregone. Because unlike the glitz of the California movie set, the blues belong to regular people. The ones who didn't make it and never will. for that very reason why I prefer listening to the blues live rather than putting them on at home, which is exactly the opposite of how I feel about most of my music. Um, I don't even listen on my morning walks to the blues, but I think about the blues while I'm walking. Now, it's, it's, it is something that I, I need to hear live in order to inspire me, especially when I'm about to write a noir story, a Cold War historical story. Going to hear a blues show is like going to the theater, at least for me. One that combines my favorite literary genre, noir, as I said, with the razzmatazz hangover of big band jazz. The blues have the energy of big band, the technique, but It's not a celebration of living so much. It's more the the, the blues are are akin to a bender than a night out on the town. They're they're much more akin to that. The kind of self-abusive leisure that cements camaraderie among losers. Blues and noir inhabit the same universe, stalking the same joints and living through the same long nights, sometimes barely. They go together like whiskey and cigarettes. How many contemporary genres of music and literature can you say that about? I mean, really? Though born roughly at the same time, the psychedelic youthalopolis of the Beatles and, and the old school world of James Bond have little in common, seeming to exist in sort of separate universes altogether. I mean, just try to imagine someone on LSD and wearing bell bottoms stepping the same joint as a slick spy who drinks top shelf martinis and sports a tux. Or Snoop Dogg trying to belong in the world of Harry Potter or Cardi B and Outlander, although Cardi is a national treasure, damn it, and I'll take her anywhere. You know, that's, I mean, that's what I find, you know, so fascinating about pairing these music genres. And, and the blues and noir really do walk hand in hand through yesterday and today, seeing the same events in roughly the same way. They eat the same foods, drink the same rot gut liquor, and would vote for the same political candidates if they thought voting would change a damn thing in their lives. So tonight, 
instead of the usual Lyle Lovett soundtrack that I like to play while I'm fixing dinner, I think I'm going to put on some Miles Davis because I'm feeling kind of blue, but in a good way. And I am also getting into the last stretch of writing the second book in my breath series, the second big book. It's actually the third book to come out in the series, but um, because there is Savage Island, which is a companion novel, but the second book is called Of Sand and Bone, and I'm really nearing the end, and the end is, you know, one part hopeful, another part a bit gut-wrenching, and I think I'm going to need the blues for that, even though breath is not really noir. I mean, it it, it, it has an occasional wink to it, but um, it really is a uh, sort of historical fiction with elements of fantasy and mystery and um, a very big romance in it. And so it's it, it's quite different than the Cold War historical thrillers that I that I uh, started out writing. You know, that's how I started my fiction career and who really, you know, those really did embody the blues. And um, I've certainly been listening to a lot of different kinds, lots of different kinds of music for breath. But um, when it comes to the difficult scenes, the painful scenes, the gut-wrenching scenes, I think it's just got to be the blues. So um, thank you. And until next week, stay cold, my friends. Thank you.